What up, though? This is the Chill Bravado Podcast. I'm your boy, CB. That's Chill B. And I have a series called Laker 82-16, where we cover the grind of 82-game-long season with dreams of getting 16 wins. That's how you get the chip in the end. Right now, you know, I think the Lakers are in a better position than they were two weeks ago, a month ago, definitely a month ago. And I want to talk, you know, point out a few things today. I predicted the Lakers are going to go five and two over the stretch, and they did that, just as I had hoped. Um, I, I'll admit some of the things I didn't see coming, so we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about the Pacers game. That, that, that left a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, we're going to talk about the Blazers bounce back, though. I'm going to talk about LBJ and AD, of course, and we're going to talk about some of the role players as well as Matt Ryan has been waived and what that could potentially mean moving forward. I'm your boy, so just come on right back. All right, we are back. And let's get right into it. I'm going to speak on the Pacers game. The one that left the bad taste in my mouth. Just forgive me. Um, I, the, the voice is not doing what it normally does. So I'm going to try to get through this without, you know, going on rants to hurt myself. But it is what it is. I got to get some of this out. But I'm going to try to be, you know, calm as possible. Just say the voice. Because <laughs> I just can't. I can't be going horse, man. It's too, you know, we got a long week. So w- w- without further ado, I predicted going five and two. Okay, five and two is what I was predicting. I was expecting us to beat the Pacers, but I thought the Blazers, you know, situation was going to be different. I thought they were going to have their full team. I didn't know Dame was going to be out this long. I didn't know how LeBron was going to come back. When I made this prediction, I was thinking to myself, uh, we might could squeeze that Pacers game out, but I didn't know about the Blazers. I thought they would get us like they did earlier. But, hey, I'll take it. I'm still, you know, predicting and hope for five and two, and that's what we got. The Pacers, you know, left a bad taste in my mouth. 17-point lead, okay? And then we got bad LeBron plus bad Russ at the same time. And then you subtract 80s aggression. And you just get a, a shake in my head moment. I could see the turn in this game before it even happened. I think most of us probably felt it, but we didn't. I don't think we knew if we were going to lose it. I just, I was texting, I was texting JR, man. I was like, man, I don't like it. If we don't keep this lead to a certain, you know, whatever, whatever, at this particular time, we're in trouble. Because we'll start playing too lackadaisical is the word I'll say, the phrase I'll say. Um, LeBron just start taking these, these, okay, save my voice. LeBron start taking these ill-advised fadeaways and these jumpers, these these terrible two-point shots, like not even high percentage. And, you know, everybody's kind of talking about, you know, he, he, he tweaked his ankle, he stepped on someone's foot. And that, I think that did affect his full game. But at that moment, I'm thinking, you don't have to do this right now. And then Russ doing Russ things, like still trying to go fast, like still trying to make these plays. And he got the crowd hype. He made passes to some of the bigs, Winnie Gabriel and all this. And, you know, doing the goggles um, celebration with the crowd, really getting the crowd pumped. But then on the defensive end, we just started letting Tyrese Halliburton just do whatever he wanted to do. And I've, I've noticed and I'm fearful of guards like him because they tend to always give us struggles 
at, on this team because we have small guards. Small guards. He can look over the top of them. Um, Darren Fox did it. He's crafty. Um, Chris Paul's always done it. Booker when he's on. When he's on, like all these these guys who can get you know in, into the paint and, and, and distribute the ball as well as pull up and hit the mid range jumper. When we are fighting, you know, to stay in the game, they these teams have easier you know buckets, walking buckets than we do. Because we don't have a guy who's going to do that. Lonnie Walker's probably one of our, our best guys at doing it, but even he's not, you know, he's not given opportunity as much when you're on the court with LeBron and Russ. Who's who, 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 who deferring the ball here? Because it shows up now that LeBron's back in this crunch time moment when we're trying to get it back together, and we go into this ISO LeBron ball where he kind of holds it and watches and waits and reads. And now you just slow down everything we've had going. And nobody's going to get LeBron to defer the ball to them. You would think AD could, but it's not AD's game. AD's not a guy who's going to get the ball and dribble to his spot and and, and do his little mid ball. No, he needs somebody to get him to ball, get him the ball. Um, Russ is just to me, he's got to slow down in those moments. Stop trying to throw these risky, tight passes because if they hit, they look great. When they miss, it's like, what are you doing? LeBron got kind of happy with this. Um, really, just 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 out of it's not characteristic of what he does. And it just kind of showed up in the worst way. But, you know, it, it was a lot of things went wrong. AD was not, was not you know, getting the ball. They was fronting him, even with Miles Turner. Like, normally you front with a smaller guy. They were fronting with Miles Turner. They was like, nah. And after LeBron, they kind of had the ankle situation. The little young buck was guarding him. And, you know, they, they, they kept bringing it to attention that, hey, he's held his own against LeBron. And, you know, that, that, that happens, you know, rarely where you see LeBron at a guy that size. Just kind of like he just bails him out by not being aggressive. And the fadeaways and all that crap, that really just frustrated me. And it, it, it was just a bad showing. Well, I think we all felt bad. If you're an East Coast fan, you'll feel me a little more because I'm up after 1 o'clock in the morning watching this game. And for it to end like that, I, I'll change because I would be up kicking stuff and throwing stuff. I think I kicked some early in that game, but it, it, was, it was just out of frustration. It wasn't even losing. But when that happened, I just turned the TV off. I didn't watch any of the post-game stuff like I normally do when we win. You know, it's easy to watch the stuff when you win. And I just went to bed because I had to go to work that morning. Oh, yeah, the alarm clock going off at 5.30 in the morning. This game ends after 1. I'm like, man, I stayed up for this. I got, I, I lose sleep because I want to support my team, and they do me like this at the buzzer. I didn't even waste no more energy, so I just went to bed. You know? So... Just looking at that game, it, it it very much showed me that a 17 point lead is never safe in this league, especially when you just stop being who you are and start trying to be this half court, like, you know, ride the clock, ISO thing again. It's not working with this team, with this spacing, with this lack of shooting, and none of the role players were really doing anything. So couldn't rely on them to hit big shots. Hell, you don't give AD the improper position. So that Pacers game really just left us like bad. You know, like it was terrible. And, and we should have beat the Pacers. There's no way we should have lost that game, but we found a way to do it. But don't worry, we had a bounce back game. So we're going to talk about um, the Blazers in that game when we come when we come back after this message. All right, we are back. And let's talk about the bounce back win that the Lakers had against the Trailblazers. No Dame Lillard, no Josh Hart, no, you know, Nazir Little. You know, they, they were missing some guys. But when I seen there was no Lonnie and no Troy Brown and Pat Bev was coming back, I was like, oh, no. He's going back in the starting line of business. 
Yeah, and and that's truly what happened. But we get Austin Reeves in the starting lineup, who amazing. Okay, like what Austin Reeves was able to do in 35 minutes, 22 points. You know, two for five from the three point line, six of eight from the free throw line, um, seven to ten field goal. So he shot at a high clip all night. Gave you five boards, three assists, 22 points off. Man, that's just amazing coming from him. And the way he's doing it is not fluky. He plays better with the stars. He's a guy who can play off of them very well. He hit the open shot from LeBron. LeBron said he loves, you know, high IQ basketball players. So, you know, when we think of that, we think about like Alex Caruso and some of the guys he's had in the past where he just loved those guys who, you know, are just not going to make many mistakes in the game. And Austin Reeves deserves all the flowers in the world. He hit him with the Smitty on the baseline. Ooh, I was like, okay. Austin Reeves, he even got, he even got the, the tip out and, and stole the ball and got the dunk. Okay, turn up Reeves. Like, you know, he don't want us to call him Hill Billy Kobe no more and all that in AR-15. But, hey, but Reeves is putting in work, man. We have to appreciate what he was able to do with no Lonnie Walker and, and no Troy Brown. He was kind of the guy who was like, man, if anybody's going to step up, it's going to have to be him. And, you know, and I did speak on Pat Bev. Pat Bev came back. Pat Bev gave you five points, four boards. Uh, yeah, that's about it. One for five from the three-point line. Pat Bev, man, like, it's it's frustrating because I think with a different roster construction, he could be so much more valuable. But on this team that's very small, he, you know, he, he's he's got the heart to do some of the things, like guard up is what they say, but... I just feel like we was on a bigger team, more more you know versatile team. We we can maximize him a whole lot better. So this this roster is not doing him any favors as well. So you are a guy playing with other little guards. So you out there, you know, it's just it's just not the same, man. Like he he played with a Minnesota team and a Clippers team that had a lot of length and a lot of guys and and, and other guys who were just as dog. Like he had some dog in them too. Uh oh, did I say dog? <laughs> Got that dog. Anyways. So Pat Bev didn't look great. Um, he he had he has little moments defensively that you're fine with, but offensively it's just terrible. Like you 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 can, you get 22 minutes from a guy, he gives you five points, but you kind of had to go to him, seeing that you had Troy Brown out, Lonnie Walker out, Kendrick Nunn is just not you know he's just not going to consistently give you anything. He he gave you four points. He didn't hurt you too much defensively, um, and, and and we'll take that. Max Christie was back, who I enjoy watching him play defense offensively you're not really worried about getting a lot for him but when he's open can you just hit it he had a couple shots that kind of went in and came out he did get one three which is fine but but brian yeah but thomas brian 14.6 boards and he got 20 minutes but man this seems sometimes it's like man can we get more but he had four personal fouls he's not a great rim protector and it shows against these teams like he's He's just not able to elevate to that point where he can defend the rim. He he does, you know, clog up and take up space. You know, he's a good rebounder. Um, I feel like a decent rebounder, I should say. But you needed all that from him and more. Him and Austin Reeves really gave us a nice shot in the arm. But Russell Westbrook, who who gives us a shot of energy, even though he came in and jacked up two quick threes and, and, and you know, missed the layup, but he just came in and did something. Because that starting lineup is just, this is before Austin started cooking. He got it. He got going a little later, but in the beginning, it's like, what is LeBron? What is LeBron doing? What is AD doing? It's like they're not even looking to shoot. Like we don't have aggressive offensive-minded guys early, so our first quarter starts slow. Luckily, Portland kind of just you know cooled off, and they just really couldn't get nothing going. So it, it, it's frustrating because against some of the better teams, like the Suns, we would have to fight that battle to get back in that game 
for more than one quarter. Like we couldn't and had the lead at the end of the first quarter. And that's really just because Portland just didn't have Dame or anybody that was going to do the small things to keep that lead and just keep pushing you. So we were able to get out of that, which kind of helped us get the Spurs. We helped us get Detroit. You know, we were able to make up the ground, but against better teams, what are we going to do? Okay. But, let, but before I start talking about that, Russ, um, he's a fan favorite now. The fans love him when he gets some hype, when he does good things. He's energy guy. I told you about how he came in and just gave you something, whether it was still ill-advised to take those shots. And he had zero turnovers, zero turnovers. Can't, I can't believe it. Like, can you imagine? I can only imagine that this man will have zero turnovers to play like he did. And I mean, he didn't do anything spectacular. He had 10 points, five rebounds, four assists. And he shot four for 14, but his play and his energy lifts the team. And you can just see it. And, and I just like how when he does something and they go to a timeout, he had a, a buzzer beating three that really, like he had two great little like shots before the end of quarters or halves. And it was, it was fun to have. He, like, he gave you the fun. And the team, like Matt Ryan and these guys get up and slap him on the chest. And they, they, they love seeing Russ have fun. You know, headband Russ might be on to something here. I think you might need to keep the headband because I'm pretty sure that wound's still fresh. <laughs> but... When I come back, I'm going to talk about LBJ. I'm going to talk about AD. And we're going to talk about Matt Ryan, not the football player, him getting away from the Lakers. All right. Before I get into talking about those guys, LBJ, you know, AD, Matt Ryan, Let's just, just look at this stretch coming up. Okay, we got the Bucks. It's gonna be a road trip. Got the at the Bucks, um, at Wizards, at Cavs, at Raptors, at 76ers, at Detroit. Okay, and then on the 13th we go, you know, go back home and play against the Celtics. So we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, another seven game stretch we're gonna look at here. I'm not quite ready to give my prediction of how that game will go yet. Let me watch the Bucks game and see how that starts off. I just kind of kind of did with the last set. I just kind of seen it and I said, okay, this is what we need to go. But we needed to make go five or two doing that stretch because now we're gonna have to really fight to get some of these wins on this on the road. And yeah, man, it's gonna be tough. So Bucks, Wizards, Cavs, Raptors, 76ers, Pistons, Celtics. So that's what we have coming up. Okay. That's what we have coming up. But as we get into the LBJ and AD thing, LeBron James goes six for eight from the three-point line. This is what's considered a good LeBron James game, complete game. And why is that? Well, when the terrible shooting LeBron against the Pacers with the bad ankle, it's a challenge for LeBron to be super impactful and effect effective when his shot is off. When he's not making that shot, it shows. Um, when he's you know, you know, can't get into the paint because it's crowded. It just, it just shows how, how the, the the flaws of this team just, just sticks out, oozes out the cracks and overflows. And in, in this bad basketball, and I sort of watch when we can't get anything to go consistently. We, we we're forced to have to rely on like fadeaways and shot clock. You know, the shot clock going down. We heaving up shots and oh, um, hot potato throw it to somebody. Now they got to shoot and throw their percentage off. Uh, like it's kind of it's kind of sucks just watching that. So I noticed that when LeBron's not shooting the ball well, and then he's not able to attack the glass, I mean attack attack the rim. It's just he has no mid range game in sight that that he's confident enough in to go to consistently. And I'm not counting that little over the shoulder shot he does because he hasn't really done that much this season, and let alone done it well. He's made a couple of uh, mid range jumpers, but 
right now it's strictly it's, it's three on layup like that's that's all lebron's giving you right now and in the paces game a lot of layups were missed and he doesn't get the calls we know that so it, it's frustrating to watch when he misses a layup doesn't get a call because now he's going to complain to the ref and now we're going to be on a four on five situation going back the other way same thing with russ if he goes and, and falls to the ground he he might not even complain but he probably fell to the floor and now we'll go another way with a four or five advantage to the other team um anthony davis i'm fine with him because normally he's going to go back up and try to you know get that board but lbj and russ they go in so wild or off one foot that they're landing behind the backboard like so it's like no chance that they're going to be able to get back into play especially if you're complaining to the ref now i will i will say this lbj is very encouraging to see him bounce back after that bad paces game he played very well against the blazers like i said the shot was going but he even got a thunderous dunk um what about that kid sharp and his dunk like that i did not see that coming like it was like he was shot out of the cannon i went back and watched it replay it and just because i knew it was coming it wasn't impactful but watching it live i was like whoo sheesh but yeah man it, it was good to see that ad being involved in the fourth quarter that's what we want to see like finding a way to get him the ball he is the the most important piece that we have on this team even over lebron lebron is the most impactful you know and, or whatever if you want to call him that now but ad is the, is the he's the most important piece no ad no way we win these games no ad no way you know you're gonna rely on winning gabriel or thomas bryant to kind of duplicate what he does because he's you know leading the league right now in rebounds he got 27 and 12 last night he got three blocks he shot 89 from the from the free throw line which for a while there i was just very upset because he said he had a wrist injury last year or something was wrong with that but ever since he got with lebron his free throw i'm blaming this on lebron lebron's bad free throw shooting has rubbed off on anthony davis thank god he didn't do it in the bubble season but this year he's kind of getting back to form with his free throw shooting it just drove me crazy watching him shooting like 71 percent from the free throw line when this guy's really like an 80 83 percent free throw shooter so he normally makes you pay and just watching him bounce around and be able to dunk and finish over the top of guys and and really go and spin off a guy you can tell that back is loosening up he can tell it's getting better with time it's just it's just let's just keep it going baby let's keep it healthy because it makes me nervous every time i see it but hey man let's see if we can do this stuff against the top team let's see if we can get um lbj um hitting that shot and, and getting down downhill faster you know moving you know the play call and let's get it going earlier not waiting until 10 seconds left on the shot clock let's see if we can get ad involved in the fourth quarters and in, and in close crunch time moments against the top teams we're gonna have a chance to see that with this next stretch coming up matt ryan was just not way just frees up a roster spot potentially trades coming is the question um we heard rumors about pat bev plus kenji nunn in the first round pick for stuff so we can see that that might be something that the lakers are looking to entertain since it's like a rumor and being saying that they are not an interested in a rush trade not necessarily because they just want to keep russ but they would have to attach both first rounds to him and um i don't think that the lakers rob Palenka, anybody want to do that in this because after you do that is it you're not making any more trades everybody say go get miles turner and buddy hill but if they don't make you a championship team it's over it's it you're not you don't have any more pieces to move i mean the next thing you're gonna do is gonna be the rebuild blow it up i know you guys want lbj and ad gone but yeah man like that's it so if you can move pat bev and k9 and maybe you know a vet you know you got rid of um matt ryan's spot so that opens up a spot 
now you're able with that first pick now you're able to go just get some stuff around the margins and mike can help you at least get yourself out of the play-in range and get yourself to the playoff range and then next year you're gonna have cap space to go do what you got to do you still got to pay austin reeves next year if you want to keep Lonnie walker um making a trade that gives you salary for next year is not going to help you keep those guys so you, you'll end up being have to choose austin reeves and Lonnie walker but if you keep Russ and let that deal expire, now you have the flexibility to see if you can get both. I'll, you know, offer Austin Reeves 10, 11 million dollars to keep him from going somewhere else. Kind of like what you wish they done with Caruso. So maybe they'll write that ship. But we don't know. We, we're going to wait and see. I'm not going to predict how we're going to turn out with this stretch, but let's just get ready for some more on the road basketball for your Los Angeles Lakers. I'm your boy. This is the Laker 8216 Chill Bravado Podcast. We'll see you next time.